Honey, it's our favorite time of year, and I got you something to celebrate. <gasps> a McRib? It's just what I wanted. Happy McRib season, sweetie. Mm, I love you. I love you, too. Mm. Actually, I was talking to my McRib. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll leave you two alone. Right now, enjoy a McRib meal and get another tasty McRib sandwich for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Whataburger has been making breakfast for almost 40 years and burgers for almost 70 years. So making a breakfast burger with fresh 100% beef, a hand-cracked egg, bacon, cheese, hash browns, and our creamy pepper sauce seems kind of obvious, right? Of course it does. Now. Good thing there's the new limited-time breakfast burger. Served 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. at Whataburger. Yes, you're listening live or you may be watching live to the Angel Rock. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a psychic medium, crystal reiki, energy healer, medical intuitive, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, YouTuber, and I'm also a nurse. A um, little bit about my show if you haven't been here before. Uh, you can listen if you are or maybe you're watching. It's on www.uprntalkradio.com or 107.7 New Orleans, Louisiana. As well as please come over and join us in the United Public Radio Network chat room and uh, channel on YouTube. You can watch the show. I have a great guest for you tonight. A little bit about the show, though, if you haven't been here before. I want to welcome you all, new listeners and returning listeners. This show, The Angel Rock, presents an illuminating, positive perspective, removing some of the shadow and mystery on all things within the paranormal spectrum. Sometimes we talk about aliens, angels, could be cryptids, legend and lore, hauntings, sometimes crystals, positive motivation. Um, got an interesting topic for you tonight and even the power of the mind and a little bit of everything thrown in in between sometimes some conspiracy theory I lend my knowledge as a light worker as well as our extreme experiences with the paranormal so I'm glad you chose to join us tonight we have as our very special guest a fellow Canadian his name is Chris Lee I'm going to read a little bit of his bio he is a clinical hypnotherapist specializing with his method of past life therapy. He developed his highly successful system over the last 25 years, and this is not done by past life readings, and I can definitely attest to that. He does a talk he calls Life in the Past Lane over 220 times in six countries. This is to explain what he does, how he does it, and the benefits of his method. His system eliminates persistent aches, pains, fears, phobias, and debilitating emotions such as anger, confusion, depression, that stuck feeling, etc. He does this within one and a half hour one-on-one -on -one session, which can be done using Skype. That's how we did ours, uh, with no medication, no prescriptions, no surgery, and no ongoing therapy. He's also written four books in his series called Life in the Past Lane, with two more coming, and we're going to talk about those tonight. And for the last seven years, he has been doing training with small groups of people who want to learn to do what he does. He also has just started training online, one-on-one, -on -one, using Skype. So welcome, Chris. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you, Laura Lee. Nice to be on the show. No, I'm glad. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Gosh, we've got so much to talk about tonight. So, you know, 
what I'd love for you to say, and I've heard you on other shows, and I love the way you explain it, is no, you when you're talking about past life and what you deal with, you're not doing regression. You're doing regression, but you're not doing past life readings. And I'd love for no. you to share with our audience exactly, you know, how do you go about this? What got you interested in it? And we're going to go down the whole road here. Okay. Uh, just uh, curious, is your picture supposed to be on my screen? Uh, it might be, it might not be. Can you oh, see me? Okay. No, just, just your little photograph. Oh, uh, really? I don't know. I can see both of us here. Let me see. I know we're both on here because I can see you. I'll okay. check you too, and we'll be able to see. If not, I'll text Joe for us. So. Am I supposed to, maybe there's a word up. Am I supposed to click on that? Uh, I don't know. You can try clicking on my picture, see if you see it. I'm just going to see if we're coming up on YouTube. You had a few technical uh, issues today with uh, YouTube and everything else. So just let me see. I'm just going to see it load right now, and we'll see if we're both on here. Okay. Let me take a look. Now, of course, it's going to give me an ad. So give me <laughs> one here. And of course, it's not putting us in the live. I'm going to the live right now. Now we got the chat room. So let me see what's coming up here. Ah, that's what happens when you've got two computers. Oh, Shadow Design says, welcome, Shadow Designs. They can see us both. They just said, I just saw the chat room. Thanks so much for the feedback in the chat room. Welcome. So, like I said, okay. you that you're in the driver's seat. We're going to talk. It's all about you tonight. So okay. you start with the light. Well, what, what it's all about, Laura Lee, is that um, I took my training in 1995. It's about, that's almost 25 years. And what happened was it was just for clinical hypnotherapy. Now, clinical hypnotherapy is using hypnosis to help people. It's not a hypnotist. A hypnotist brings up uh, pictures of person, you know, on, with people on stage, having them bark and dog, dogs, etc. that kind of silly stuff. There's not even close to the same thing, though, hypnotherapy. Now, the thing about it was, is that in the training, it was the usual hypnotherapy training, which is current life. Like, go back to when you're, like, you know, a kid and find out why you hate your parents or some silly thing like that, <laughs> which, doesn't, which doesn't help you with the fear of heights or any of these silly things that I take care of. But, and I wasn't sure about past life, but I just knew there had to be something else than, you know, going to church and kneeling on hard pews and buying your way into heaven sort of thing. So during the course, uh, I would say we're all, there's 24 of us, we're all teamed up uh, for the course. My partner was actually a male de uh, doctor. Okay. Uh, he, was, he was tired of giving people pills for the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. So now during the course, somebody must have asked the instructor about past life. So mm -hmm. he said, so the instructor said, who wants to see a demonstration of, of past life? So 24 hands went up of course. and he said, who, who wants to volunteer? So 24 hands came down <laughs> and whatever. What was it just that uh, fear of it? Just we all wanted to watch uh, or you know, watch it. So we bantered back and forth. You know, you go, you go, you go. Finally, you go went up. Joe, cast Joe. Joke time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I do a bit of humor because people listen a bit better than like a silly lecture. This is not a lecture. So can you can, can you see me move my hand? I can see everything with you. I'm so sorry you can't oh, see me because okay, I can see you. Okay, I don't just... want to mess with anything in case I mess it up here, but I'll take a quick look. No, nope, webcam's okay. working. I don't know why you can't see me. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. Just 
didn't have to make sure no no scratch my nose. So anyhow, what happened was that uh, one of the girls went up. So he regressed her back to the uh, nineteen. Now I wasn't sure. I had my out to make ready to make notes and I like to go hmm interesting find out more about this so you're back to the 1930s as a boy about 10 years old playing on train tracks in uh, in the US so I made some notes there and went hmm now along came a train and in those days they did have electric switches so the switch uh, caught the boy's foot and uh, unfortunately ran over him but don't worry he came back and another life. So anyhow, I went, wow. <laughs> yes. And then he said he regressed our student to a life as a female because we have been both in different lives and different genders. And back to 1942 in London, England as a female in her 40s. Do you know what happened? What was going on in London in 1942? Do you think you might know or guess? War yeah, World War II. lucky Lucky guess. We I give out virtual cookies for right answers, or if you laugh, the right, or you laugh at the right jokes. So anyhow, uh, and there was a bombing raid going on. So I made some more notes. Now the next day, what happened was interesting. The girl came to the class, and stopped everybody and said, "Hey guys, I've always wondered why I hated trains and thunder." So a lot of us went, "Hmm," but the big thing that got me into past life regression was that she said, they don't bother me now. Just in the uh, matter of that that one right. session. And that's how, and that's what I do. So now what happened was I did finish my program as a clinical therapist and went out to start a practice in Chilliwack, uh, BC. And uh, for the Americans, that's out in the west, west end of Canada. Now, somebody had to move out there. Now, what I find amusing, though, <laughs> is that they say the word practice. Doctors do that, too. They start up a practice. Wouldn't you feel more comfortable with somebody that's finished practicing and they know what they're doing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so but it's a funny word, wordology. Sorry? About the words that we choose yeah. and we use. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut Go ahead. No, no, wordology. There is a three-second time gap between on Skype here. Now, what happened was is that I found that I did the stereotyping for hypnosis, hypnotherapy, which was your, you know, uh, smoking weight and um, confidence. So I was doing my practice there, and I found that after about a year, I keep a lot of notes, very mathematical, is that I found that my effectiveness using current life was only about 20 to 25%. Now, that's okay. not very high. I always get the audience to go like this. Is that good? No. Now, so I know they're still there too. So I decided to do some studying and went on to uh, read some books of authors that have been doing this. And in fact, some good ones, if somebody wants to make notes, is uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters. He was a psychiatrist that learned that past life works better. Uh, Michael Newton, he wrote a very big, thick book, two of them actually, called Life Between Lives. And I learned that one. Dick Sutphin, uh, he's a, an American writer. <clears throat> he's the one that discovered the energy in Sedona, Arizona. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's oh, very nice. 
<laughs> okay. Even just for the scenery, it's beautiful. And there, there is, like, I'm not as energetic or uh, mystic or metaphysical as some people are, but I, even I felt the energy there. It was quite strong, very nice. So what I did was I practiced uh, reading some of the, uh, the stories they did, and then I got some volunteers, practiced with them, and I went, wow, this is working quite well. So I decided to add past life regression to my clinical hypnotherapy practice, and I found that the effectiveness became about 95%. Now, I don't know about you, but just quite this, that's a good thing, yes? Okay. Well, I, I come from a big pharma background being a nurse, and I look at other alternatives because I find them much more effective than Western medicine. But yeah. I cannot vouch, and we will get into that. I've had a session with you myself. <laughs> but just a little quick thing, though. There's, five, there, there's a downside of being 95% effective. What do you think it might be? percent that's not effective that's what no. a lot of people say actually the the uh, thing is you don't get a lot of repeat clients ah that's yes yeah. yes because mine is a one only it's gone it's like uh, like like why would you come back if your pain's gone so it's not an ongoing thing it mine eliminates it very quickly and effectively in fact in a session an average session I can. I usually take my clients through about two to five different past lives and take care of that many concerns, as you recall in your session with you. And it's very, it's very quick. It's. I use the. I work on cause and effect. Have you ever had stress? We all have. <laughs> Did you ever get a headache from that? I can honestly say no. I'm not a no. real headache sufferer, but no. I know most people A do. lot of people do, yes. Now, here's the logic thing. When you go and take a, an aspirin for the headache, does it say on there headache or stress? It says headache. It doesn't get rid of the stress. Therefore, it can come back. That is why a lot of people go to different type of therapies and stuff for like that, and it never disappears because they're taking the, the band-aid not the actual fix so anyhow then I found that uh, it didn't take me long to wipe out Chilliwack so I did go over dinging for a while <laughs> okay. one thing I want to point out very quickly is that for people that are listening when you ha I do a session with my clients uh, there was a little questionnaire you filled in it just for you to mostly to list your concerns that you wanted to take care of, but also on it it asks you a, a three-part or point question: Do you believe in past life? You're not sure, or you don't believe. So, and I can't recall. No, I have had one that said that didn't that didn't believe in it, but it still worked fine. Because what I point out very, very effectively and insistently at my talks is that you don't have to believe in past life. You can think it's your imagination. You can think you made it up. I don't care. The bottom line is your ache, pain, fear, and phobias will disappear. So does it matter whether you believe in it or not? No. No. You can think, mind you, if you're not sure, but by the time you finish the session, most people that weren't sure go, I think there might be something there, <laughs> because I wasn't sure, but I know after seeing about 30,000, 35,000 past lives, that uh, there's, a, and there's, a, there's a common factor to all, all of them, so there must be something there. But again, 
if you're not sure, your pain will still go away. Now, I also remind people is that I don't see what you do. I'm not, I get people that say, hey, uh, what was I in the past life? And I look at them, bite my tongue and say, I have no idea. I don't read people. I use, you do the work. You just list the aches or pains, whatever it wants to do. And I let your subconscious show you where it came from. Because remember, cause and effect. When you see where the cause comes from, there's no effect. I like your analogy that you use that as human beings, we need to see something to believe it or even to let it go is the way you had said it. So once you see what the reason is, where this has come from a past life that no longer serves you in this life, that you're able to let it go. Have I missed exactly. it? Anything with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think it's, you know what, and I'm going to be honest with you, I have been, and I know you've told me this before, he always makes me, folks, so you know, he makes me, he, he's been, and he doesn't do it to be nasty or anything, it's trying to make me a better public speaker, I understand that, and I have a habit of always saying, let me be honest with you, but you know what, he's absolutely right. <laughs> be, be up front, be up front, yes. No, but it made sense to me, you're right, I've been trying to be better about it, but the thing is, is then the subconscious thinks, well, what have you been telling me before? Is that, were you telling me the truth before? Or are you just telling me the truth now? Exactly. But I have been hypnotized before at a much deeper level. And I do believe in past lives. I teach about past lives. Um, and the thing that really got me was, folks, if you've seen, and I know Chris will address this, if you've seen, you know, you've gone to some kind of entertainment with a hypnotist or something, this is nothing like this in any way, shape, or form. And I have to tell you, you are completely aware of everything that's going on. Because I have been deep, more deeply hypnotized with the doctor I was working with that I shared this with you when I was a teenager. And I actually even said to Chris at one point, I almost feel like I'm making this up. And it wasn't because I have had some relief. Now, I will be a repeat customer, and I purposely listed more than two to five things. And we've only got so much time. Yes, but, I see. You know, I have your list in front of me on my second screen here, and there's lots of there. all that stuff. Nobody else does. But mm -hmm. the thing is, I listed it because in one of the talks I had seen with Chris, he had mentioned that one woman, I think she had 32 things listed, but you covered like five or six things with certain past life regression. So I thought, mm. let's list it. Let's see what, what gets covered and what doesn't. And I will be going back because I, I do believe I've had some relief. Yeah. I would need more sessions, I think, to clear everything. But yeah. you're in the reason, control. The reason I ask people to put all, lots of stuff down is because I had one, uh, one client, uh, the w one past life I went to in the session with her, it took mm -hmm. care of seven issues. Mm -hmm. so two she forgot to even mention because sometimes they overlap yeah mm -hmm. and i i can't even i don't know if i can even remember everything that came up in that session but there was some pretty interesting stuff and it made mm -hmm. sense once we went and again i i almost liken you to being the conductor or driving something you're kind of just you know, you're taking the person to the place, but you don't do the work. Like you said, we do the work because it's our yeah. past lives that we're going to. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, all kinds of things. And I think you had mentioned to me too, when we've been talking that the real reason why you were working with this is to help people like with phobias and fears, because there is no pill, there is no treatment for that. And they can be quite debilitating, right? Yes. 
facing your fears is the silliest thing I ever hear. Mm-hmm. The most common fear in, in the world right now is fear of heights. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with over 141 different fears and phobias with my clients. But this one guy uh, he came in and uh, on his list was fear of heights. When I got to that, he said, I did try and do what everybody tells me is to face my fears. Mm-hmm. What a load of crap. I said, what did you do? And he said, well, I went skydiving. So I thought, wow, that's certainly facing a fear, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So I yeah. said, how, how did it work? And he said, he very sheepishly looked at me and said, I still can't climb ladders. In, in the session, about 20, about 15 minutes of the session took care of his fear of heights totally. It's very, those are, those are the quickest things. You see, what it's about, if, I rec- if you recall, is that it's all to do with my, or my system. I call it the unknown noise. And you know, just like you were mentioning, once you see it and how it works is this way. I like to use a word picture is that pretend you're living, you're, you're living alone. It's a dark, spooky, windy night. and The wind's howling. Mm-hmm. And middle of the night, there's a crash, and you jump up and go, "What the hmm is that?" I'm being polite there, and you hear it again, and you realize it's just the wind blowing a branch against the window. Now, unless you go and check it out, you might do what most people do: is resort to childhood and pull up your bulletproof covers <laughs> and that. try and get some <laughs> some sleep, which you don't because yeah. it's still you know, banging away. You go out in the morning and you're going to work, not refreshed, didn't sleep well. You look and you hear the noise, still windy, and you hear the noise off to your left. You quickly look and you realize that it's just a garbage can blowing in the wind. Now, your neighbor just bought a new metal garbage can. It's always used the plastic ones because the dogs like them anyways. Anyhow, so you're going to make a profound statement plus some adjectives about the neighbor. And the, and the, the, adjective, the profound statement is, it's a garbage can plus a stupid neighbor. So continue with the story. The next night you're in bed, another dark, spooky, windy night. The wind's howling. The garbage can blows over, and it's 50-50 whether you even wake up. But if you do... You're going to make your profound statement, which is? It's my damn neighbor and that blank, blank, blank garbage Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, there is actually a lesson here or a point. Mm -hmm. The noise is the same both nights, isn't it? Absolutely. Why doesn't it bother you in the second night? Because you know what it is. Perfect answer. I keep it simple. I get people who, well, you got a memory. Just... Keep it simple. You know what it is. Now, unless you feel the garbage cans are coming to kill you, you would let it go. But if I was to tell you that, Laura Lee, it's a garbage can, and you hadn't seen it yet, just heard it, and it was scaring you. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, next time you hear that noise, I'd be going, does that guy really know what he's talking about? Um, He's never been here. I'm going to slowly peek out the window. (gasps) It's a garbage can. So yes. there's your whole answer. You see it, you let it go. Telling you nothing. I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you a gypsy for two reasons. One, I don't know. Second is, it wouldn't help you anyways. You have to see it to let it go. And when you see it, there is never, ever, ever an ab reaction. You mm-hmm. see yourself being hung. You don't go, oh my god, I'm being hung. No, you see yourself yeah. being hung. It's a big relief. It's like, ah, oh, that's where it came from. I can let it go. It's always that way. So, so something that's... 
stop you there for a sec, sure, Chris. Sure, sure. That people may carry into this lifetime if they had passed away in a past life being hung. What are some of the things you've seen that people have issues with that they've been able to resolve, say? And I, we're going to talk about your books, too, because they're mm -hmm. fascinating. Mm -hmm. You're a smooth talker there. There's, <laughs> lot, there's, lot, there's lots of reasons. A lot of times the hanging... <laughs> well, I, I named a, syn a syndrome uh, from working with clients, and I call it a turtleneck syndrome. Mm -hmm. And people laugh and say, what the heck's that about? Basically, there's about 40% of the population cannot wear anything around their neck or have anybody touch their neck. It's, right, it's because you've been hung, strangled, or beheaded. And what happened is you've brought it in with you. And once you see it, you let it go. We jokingly thought we should start selling turtlenecks or something. Now, <laughs> the whole culprit behind all of this, Laura Lee, as you already know, it's called body cell memory. Right. Our body cells have a memory. They've actually proven last year, the AMA, American Medical Association, they finished doing their studies and proven have proven that people with organ transplants are picking up the traits Absolutely. of the person that had that organ. One guy blood hated pizza, now he loves pizza. Sorry? Blood, blood transfusions too. I have seen it as a registered nurse. People pick up wow. things. Yeah. If, if they somebody, they've known the person that's donated the blood. I've yeah. seen them pick up allergies, I uh, cravings for food they never ate before. I have seen that with blood. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you. I can add that to my to my talk. But uh, the only thing is, is I just say make sure you didn't get a transplant from a serial killer or something. Kidding. Whoa, they're not going to give you that. Yeah. Okay. But the only thing, the thing is, is that. The whole idea about how my system works and the memory of the memory cells is to do with lessons. Now, even people that aren't sure, they, they sort of heard that we're here to learn lessons. You know, I don't get very deep into the, the philosophical part of what I do because I don't care. Thus. <laughs> I do know how to help you get rid of your aches, pains, fears, and phobias, so why, I don't know. But if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So what it is, is that when we have a lesson to learn, which apparently we do when we come into the human form, when we decide before we come in, which we do apparently with our soul group, we all pick our parts, and, there's, and because life isn't a chick flick, there's always a bad guy, yeah. and you take turns being the bad guy. And what happens is, for some reason or not, I don't know why, but when we come into the human form, we totally do not remember what the lesson is. And think of the logic. How would you learn the lesson if you had the script in front of you? You know, like, oh, today i got to do this, and, yeah. and today i got to be happy. Hope it's during happy hour, beer's cheaper then, or that I'm kind of thing. this person day and they've got to rob me and yep. <laughs> yeah so what happens is you'll for people aren't sure about this you ever meet say 10 new people and there's something about that one person over there just just like i've known them all my life or another person that i don't know them from anything but i don't like them both of them will be from your soul group you won't know why they're there, but there's strong enough energies that you will recognize them. Also, it's good to have finish your lessons with working with each other if you like the person. <laughs> okay, that does help too. And that's why most of our soul group will be relatives or close friends, or the worst person is uh, the bad guy that we pick roles. 
So now when you don't finish your life lesson, which most of us don't do because we're allowed now to use free will and screw it up like we usually do, or you get your life cut short, that that ache or pain that happened when you died, like you know being hung, that follows you. Your body cells duplicate, uh, sore backs, all kinds of muscle aches and stuff. That they're like they're from the ache or pain from that past life that you just left. Your body cells feel that it has to duplicate it. So you when while you're finishing the lesson, it tightens up the muscles, makes it hurt. In fact, if it doesn't hurt enough, it'll actually put bones out of joint. That's actually where you get this arthritis thing, which isn't quite real, but it does seem real. But anyhow, either way, is that if, if you know where it came from, this is what I do, is that you can finish the lesson. You still have to finish it, plus 10 other ones that you dragged along, like the lady with 32 items in Australia. <laughs> but you don't have to bring in the acre of pain. Remember, when you see it's a garbage can, you can still be annoyed with it, but at least you're not scared of it. No, and I believe you because I'm comfortable sharing. Um, before I do, though, I want to say hi to, we've got people in the chat room. They've had a few comments. Uh, they, mm -hmm. Shadow Science is here. Said, excellent topic. And they added, I don't have a fear of heights. I fear climbing down. Oddly enough, I fear <laughs> Fall, falling. Like fa falling? Down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I had a lady with a fear of escalators. Escalators? And, yes. But it's only going down, not up. And, and sure enough, that? it. Sorry. Sorry, what was that about? Like, were you comfortable? The fear go, she could go up the escalator, not down the escalator, mm -hmm. because it was triggered by a past life of falling. Okay. Plus, I also explained to her escalators are generally not made to hurt you. <laughs> okay. Well, still, a lot of us have what would be considered irrational fears. And what I was oh, going to yeah. say is, I'm comfortable well, sharing for myself. Mm -hmm. With the reading I, I I had with you, Not I don't reading. do read. I don't do reading. I know that is something I really detest. And I mean, I'm telling you what session. you are. No. A session. session. Thank you. Not your practice. Not reading. <laughs> I do readings. No, I no, I do a past life session. That's all it is. And it is it is sessions. He does not do readings, and you'll quickly understand when I share this analogy. It's not an analogy. It actually happened. I have chronic pain. I have pain in every single joint. I have swelling. And the past life that we went back to, I, I was way back in the Stone Age practically, and I was a male, and I fell off a cliff, but I just didn't hit the bottom. It was a rocky cliff. I, like, hit every way down. That was part of what I carried through. It was. You even mm -hmm. asked me. I remember. Yeah. My favorite part, I have to tell you, though, Chris, was mm -hmm. when I was able to meet my soul group. I love that. Yeah, I really... always take people to their soul group. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. It really, really was. So you've got a bunch of books you've written. So as I understand it, you're up to six now, right? You've got two coming out. No, no. Uh, when they're, no I'm up to four. Two more will make six. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's how I, I, I meant to work. I knew, I knew that. You're, it I was know. a test. It was a test here. Testing me. I've done it my home. I've talked to you how many times, Stu, Chris. Uh, what it is, so you've, you've kind of broken down different types. Go ahead. You just go ahead. You're holding it up. Go ahead. You can share it. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I can't see that I'm doing it. I take your word for it. Okay, so, I see. So I have to be polite. Good, good thing I put a clean shirt on so people. Yeah, you so. asked me ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of interviews are audio, so it doesn't matter if they're what you're wearing but anyhow no what it was is that uh when i do my session with my clients i make notes also just a, a little side thing when people say do you mind if i record it and i say yes i do mm-hmm. and they get all they go like wow what the heck and i'll say why this, the first time i said to the lady why would you want to record it she said well so i know what i said and i said aren't you staying <laughs> people still have that little they watch too much TV. That's why when I do my talk, that's why I have about 84% of the people that come to my talk that book, that will book a session. Prior to that, unless I've been there before, zero, because there's still that fear of hypnosis that you're going to waft away or disappear. Like one guy, when I finished the session, then we chat for a few minutes, he said, you know, you took care of all four of my issues. Then he leaned forward like a secret and he said, you know what? He says... I was here all the time. I said, yes, I watched you. You didn't leave. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's all, you see, just a real quick explanation Mm -hmm. that hypnosis. When I, I near the beginning of my talk, I asked how many people there have ever been hypnotized? And very few people put their hand up. Then I say, has anybody here ever had a dull, boring subject in high school? And hands go up, and did you daydream through it? And everybody laughs, and yes. Daydreaming is hypnosis. Then I say, have you ever read a book or watched TV so intently you don't hear people talking to you? And hands go up. You're in hypnosis. Then to really clench it, I said, have you slept in the last 24 hours? (sighs) Sleep is hypnosis, because all hypnosis is, is deep relaxation. Totally misunderstood there's no disappearing do you disappear when you're daydreaming especially in school no you you keep your head hang on yeah well while you're having a drink i'd love for you to explain the analogy of what happens when people go to these so-called hypnosis entertainment shows i'd love for you to share that with them I'm glad you asked about that because that's just where I was going. Because okay. in hypnosis, in daydreaming, hypnosis, deep relaxation, you're aware because the key teacher might catch you. You're totally aware. Now, the really big thing that throws people off, and that's why I always explain it at my talks, is the hypnotist show. And then I say, how many people have ever been on a show? And there's usually a couple of hands go up or been to one. And then I say, has anybody been on the show? And often in a big crowd, there's a couple of people. And I said, good. You can confirm what I'm going to say. You were totally aware the whole time, weren't you? And they all go, yes. You see, the illusion is is that people go up and they're out of, they must be into out of control because they start barking or playing musical instruments. They must be, (laughs) must be under that control. So I like using logic. I'll say to them, when you're at a show, have you ever noticed that during this session, during the show, like and he always likes to get lots up there because he will be sending some off, not all at once, but here or there and whatever. And, I'll, and then I see a lot of people going, yeah. Well, I said, well, here's some logic. If they're under his control, which is bull crap, and they aren't, why would he have to send them off? The reason for that is because the type of people that go up on the stage are 
they're called somnambulistic type people. It took me a year to pronounce that. It's basically 10% of the world are type of people that they don't care. <laughs> they're not embarrassed. Yeah. They don't mind being silly. So when they're more relaxed, you're actually acting about the age of seven or eight or younger. Now, mm -hmm. how hard is it for seven or eight and younger to act silly? Not very no. difficult. But why do they have to send them off? Is because occasionally, occasionally kids get bored. So after a while, they're not having fun, and it doesn't look good for a show if some of them are still sitting there when the rest are getting up. So then he says, thank you for coming on where you go. There is no loss of control. In fact, the whole thing about this, Laura Lee, is that nobody hypnotizes you. That's a farce. That's, a, that's BS. Does somebody make you daydream? Does somebody make you ignore people while you're watching TV? Does somebody make you go to bed at night? No. Hypnosis is a 100% self-hypnosis. You do that work. I help you slow down so that we can then in deep relaxation, in deep relaxation, your conscious, subconscious get closer and closer, closer. And it makes it easier to get to the subconscious memories because your subconscious holds tons of stuff. If you've had about, say, a thousand past lives, like I've had people have some, some have only a hundred, it varies a bit. All of that's in your subconscious. In fact, I can take you back in your current life to see, watch yourself being born. Because our energy is actually all around us, so you can't actually move out and, and watch from, not just look through the eyes. And what happens is that when your, your conscious part of your mind, which is only 5% of your mind, is just a processor. It's never been to a past life, hasn't got a clue, but it likes to think it's clever. It's not. It's just loud and gets in the way. When I get people that say, I think I made it all up, uh, even though they've gotten rid of their problems, I look at them and try and be polite, and I'll say, you're not smart enough. And then I, say, then I quickly add, and I'm not either, because here's your logic. Your conscious has no memory. But it's the one that might think is making it up. Like, oh, I'm going to say 1802. Oh, 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 I'm clever. I'm going to be silly to do 1802. Where did it get the 1802 from? It gets it from the subconscious because the conscious has no memory. The subconscious doesn't play games. It's extremely literal. It always gives you the correct answer. So if you think you made up 1802, it gave you the correct answer. So whether you think you made it up or not, it really doesn't matter. End result is when your pain and concern is gone, does it matter? Mm -hmm. And you know what? I now know why, you know, and, and this isn't a prerequisite that I had to have this session mm -hmm. with you. I wanted to. And I'm glad that I did because I can say from personal experience, and like I said, I did work with a pediatrician for hypnosis. I told you this is back in the early 80s before even computers were really around. He had this headband had to um yeah you're laughing <laughs> i'm old <laughs> but um i have to control this video crew video game with my mind so i was used to being really deeply relaxed i was always in control you always are so i remember like i had my eyes closed yes but the thing was i remember in the beginning i actually almost said that to you i said I almost feel like I'm making this up. And I knew you were going to say that because we had talked about you're not that clever. You are right. I teach you about the subconscious. The subconscious has everything there that you need. It does not forget a thing. Yeah. So I 
I believe you because I have had some relief and I will vouch for this myself. I still got a bit of swelling in my hands, but I had horrific pain in my hands. I do believe even a lot of my back pain has improved, has it all gone, but there's other issues involved. Like I, <clears throat> excuse me, I have quite a few health issues. So I knew that I was going to need more sessions and Chris knew that as well, because like I say, you've only got so much time. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, but you can't yeah. deal with a hundred things in an hour and a half. I don't have a hundred things, but you know what? But an hour and a half is about enough for at one time because then we can get tired otherwise. We have a question from the chat room from Karen Holton. Can you Hi, Karen? She said, can you explain how we are able to channel? I have no idea. I knew you were going to say <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not in. I'm not into. I'm not into those things. My, my wife actually is. She's uh, actually. Debbie, <laughs> my wife's name is actually Debbie A. Anderson. She is a British psychic uh, and uh, clairvoyant. And we do, in fact, um, this year we've uh, gone out to two tours. We did, we live around uh, Detroit, which is uh, in Windsor across from Detroit. So we did a West tour uh, for three months and we set up in different places to put on a show or talk. I put my talk on and then the next night she'll do her evening of clairvoyance. And she gives messages to people. And we just finished doing the Eastern Canada on September and actually we have 10 provinces this year I've been in all 10 didn't actually get a surprise I got flown out to Newfoundland for a talk there but what happened though is that as far as channeling goes I have no idea I'm sorry but Karen what I have been talking to Debbie Debbie is really gifted she's an amazing lady as well they're an amazing couple they got quite quite the uh, dynamic duo when you guys were doing <laughs> talks together. So mm -hmm. I will be talking to you. You guys are heading to Mexico soon for the winter though, right? So I thought uh, I'd let you guys get there. <laughs> a, week, a, week, a week tomorrow plus three hours, but who's counting? Who's counting? That's <laughs> yeah. right. Where it's, where it's about 25 to 30 Celsius, yes. Yeah, we've got snow here tonight on Thunder Bay in North. And actually, that's the one thing that really impressed me. He was on a friend of my show, uh, Jason Bland's Paranormal Soup. And I usually call in to support Jason. And Jason read out my area code. And Chris knew where it was. I was absolutely blown away because yep, most people it. have no idea what Thunder Bay is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Especially Canadian. Southern I've, Ontario. I've been in every city in Canada many times, yeah. That's what you said, because in Southern Ontario, they always think it's North Bay. But Karen, <laughs> I know you mostly, and I know you've got some health issues. So if you've got some questions that you think, you know, is this something I, I'm telling you, Chris is writing most of your, all your books are written on case, like case histories. You've kind of, mm. kind of formed them together, haven't you? Yeah. Looking well, at them? Let me, well, just one more thing for your clients. Absolutely. If, um, before any, I do a session with anybody, you have to have attended my talk or yeah. watched my video that I've done. I did a live talk uh, in uh, at, uh, for the Questers in Red Deer last year, and they videoed it, so I've been passing that around, which is a bit more fun to watch than I, I, my studio ones. And because it's not... I get people that say, well, I already know all about past life. And I go, that's nice. Who cares? I'm not teaching you about past life. I'm just showing you in my talk or my video what I do and how I do it. 
because when you come into a session, remember, you have it's relaxation. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking, why is he saying this? What's he going to do next? How come he's doing that? That's called thinking, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Is thinking mm -hmm. relaxing? No. No. So, 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 get, so get over it. So I, if somebody's interested, that uh, either get hold of you or me, and I can send you that video first. Now, the books... What happened was, is I started saying, and I go on tangents, but I do eventually get back to them, is the uh, I make a lot of notes. Oh, yeah, I remember that's what I said about people saying about recording it. No, you can't record it. Because why? This isn't something you won't pass around to your friends, and maybe it's something that's kind of personal too, so why would you have them? And besides that, when your pain disappears, does it really matter whether it was 1601 or 1602? Who cares? This isn't something to re go over to for amusement because your pain's gone. It's a session. It's a modality. So when I do the notes, and no, you don't get copies of them. I get people think it's for them. No, because you wouldn't be able to read it anyways. What it is is just for me to do because partway through the session, I might go, hmm, there's something from the first session I did with them that make – so I just quickly can turn the pages and quickly – compare notes or something. It's also why I have you show or have my date of birth on there because no, I'm not going to send you a birthday card. Get over it. What it is, <laughs> what it is, is that when in a session, you maybe you're born in 1980 and then in mm -hmm. a session, uh, the person that we're dealing with in a different life actually is still alive in 1990. People go, wait a minute. How could that it's because we can be in more than one body at one time. Now I take my notes, decided to make, write a book. And I thought of a cute title, and it's called Life in the Past Lane. I like sort of that. Sort of a takeoff of Life in the Past Lane. Mm -hmm. But I quickly realized that I have thousands of case histories. Now, not all of them are exciting, but I'd say lots of them. So what happened was is that I realized that this book and this book were supposed to be in the same one. But it, you know, yeah. didn't want people to get a hernia carrying my book around. <laughs> so now, so I... They ended up separating it. Now, in this one, there's a mixture of stuff, but then this one is on fears and phobias, right. 141 fears and phobias. The aches and pains came along a little bit later, and this is more specific because you probably heard of people having aches and, aches and pains, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. That's also <laughs> a quick thing why it's a good career to get into, and I will teach you, is because your clients are not going to come back when you fix them, but... How many people do you know have aches, pains, fears, phobias, debilitating emotions? And I'm not talking about a pain you got two days ago. I'm talking about a persistent pain, pain that you've had for 20 years in your shoulder. And no matter what they do, it's not fixing. Like a lady in the Grand Prairie on my tour a year and a half ago, she had a car accident. Now, people say, I know where it came from. I had a car accident. And I say to them, that's good because your body can heal generally within six to eight weeks. Like a broken bone can be mended at that time. But when your ache and pain continues for 20 years, you've triggered a memory. Something. So she ended up in, I added that to her list of stuff. And we went to it and she had been stabbed several times in that shoulder in a, in a battle or a couple of times. And then I said, what if, or I asked her just before that, have you done anything about the ache? And she could only raise her arm about this high, and there was a lot of pain, shaking. And she said she had seven months of physiotherapy, mm -hmm. and that's the best she could do. When we went to that life, 
and I ho that whole life was about 15 minutes of the session. And I said, move your arm. And she was in tears because she was doing this all over. Her pain was almost gone. That's how quick it's because it's just, let's go. That's it. It's not being held on. So the aches and pains cover that. Now, I've got something. I waited till the fourth book to come up with this one. There are series again up the top, Life in the Passing, but Crimes Against Humanity. That's the one I'm interested in. I want to hear yeah. more about. <laughs> well, the reason it's red is not a coincidence. It's to do with blood because... This is not quite for the faint-hearted, but this the case histories in here, these are all clients' case histories. This covers in here, uh, we're, we're here World War serial killers, Jack the Ripper, World War II atrocities, torture, dungeons, witches, and sexual assaults. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not for the gore, because you do get people say, ooh, but when they go to see that one, they all won't go like that. They'll go, oh, God, it's gone. It's to do with the stuff we drag in. Little things like, you know anybody that chews their fingernails? Yeah, I do. It's generally from a dungeon. Mm -hmm. Why? One person said, well, they had nothing to do. God, they, they yeah, whatever. It's because they're starving. They don't feed you well. I know it's hard to believe. They don't feed you. Also, malnutrition comes from there. Uh, whatever. There's a lot of things, even cracking fingers. Weight, right? Too. Sorry? If we're starving, inability to lose weight as well can be one yeah. of those. Yeah, that's exactly. I thought. Yes, weight actually. If you have a problem losing weight, one of the reasons could be from dungeons because you starve to death. So your subconscious says, "We haven't finished that life lesson, and we're not going to lose weight because we starve to death." So I'm going to make sure it goes back on again. And also, uh, rich. If you're rich in a past life and hadn't finished that lesson, it also will put the weight on because your lesson's not done. But you liked being big because in the olden days, rich and poor, who were bigger? The rich because they had money to buy food. And it was actually a sign of of um, power, wealth, being mm -hmm. way overweight. And that's often what happens. What, so, about, what about financial, Chris? Before we get back, I want to ask you a little bit more oh, about this fourth book you've got. But what about financial? I meet a lot of people that have issues, myself included. Okay. Speaking of that, what do you think the top four most common fears are? Remember, I did 141. A lot of them are single I ones. I remember, and I'm not going to get them in right order. Fear of heights, fear yeah, of number success, one. Um, That's number three. claustrophobia, right? Number like, two. Okay. Oh, God, I forget. Oh, uh, fear of drowning? Deep water, yes. Okay. You're very good. How did you, are you psychic? I do listen. Yes, I am, but I do listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I yes, absolutely I told you. Fascinating what yeah. they heard you're talking about. So I wanted to share but, this with my listeners. I think it's amazing. Yeah. The claustrophobia, uh, yeah, number one is, is heights or falling, same thing. And uh, the, the uh, claustrophobia. Number three, when I do get people guessing, they almost never get fear of success. Because it's not. Sorry? I was surprised. That's one yeah. of my fears. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, because see, it sounds more like a, a mental thing than a physical thing like heights, but it's actually not. You see, back in the olden days, if you were rich or successful or uh, that type of thing, uh, people might kill you, you know, like because they didn't have CSI back in the old days. So people would gang up and kill you and take your money. And if you've had that happen once or twice, think of the logic. Your subconscious says, we haven't finished that lesson, but don't get too successful. Don't get too rich because we're going to get killed again. 
that's subconscious is more literal. It's not silly. It's just repeats the same thing. So it says, don't get to. So a lot of people, another way of saying fear success is also self-sabotage. A lot of people get start getting you know successful or wealthy and start making silly decisions because the subconscious says, don't get too rich, make a stupid thing, lose all your money. And it does happen. So that's some of the th one of the things I do cover too. These are all coverable. So somebody in the chat, uh, a friend of mine, she's been on the show before, Healing Oracle Eleven Eleven. She um, it does magic numbers. Some of, pardon? Magic numbers. Magic numbers. She said he is a hundred percent right. We recognize the trigger, and the healing comes natural. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely agrees with you. Mm -hmm. So, with the fear, why? Thought she had a question. No, that was just oh. just a comment. She wanted to let you know that yes, she agrees with you a hundred percent. And I know she hasn't had a session with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, with the fear of water, what what mm -hmm. comes up with that, Chris? Usually, do you find? Well, actually, interesting. Uh, a lot of people that the fear of deep water. Generally, it's not the water in swimming pools where they can see the bottom. It's the water you can't see in. That's more like shark, shark, that type of thing. And the interesting thing is that a lot of people have that fear because think of the logic. Back in the olden days, there was no planes. Of course not. They traveled in those big wooden ships with the three or four masts of sails. And almost no sailors knew how to swim because... When you sink in the middle of a storm in the middle of the ocean, how far can you swim? Not very far. So yeah. most of them couldn't be bothered and just never did. Actually, uh, fear, or, uh, swimming is a natural thing. We're born mm -hmm. with ability, but we, our subconscious goes on junk that we put in our, in our conscious or for the subconscious to work on, which is things like don't go swimming, you haven't taken your lessons. You're going to drown, that type of thing. Or don't talk to Johnny. He's got a cold. You're going to catch that cold. You probably heard these stupid things. Your yeah. subconscious has no right or wrong. It does what you tell it. It has to listen to the subconscious or the repetition. Like if you go to, if you have a job, you go to the same way every day. Uh, do you happen to look up the address every day you go out? I think after a while it becomes automatic. And you ever a good example of that you ever driven all the way home from work and you're in the driveway and you realize that oh how did I get here I was supposed to stop and get groceries or something and then Many you go after an 18 hour night shift yeah <laughs> and the thing is is that you go oh my god did I stop at the stoplights did I stand mm -hmm. the yes of course you did look okay, I always check the wheel well see if there's anybody stuck in there but <laughs> it doesn't happen. Your subconscious is there, it automatically works. Just like doing your job after a while, you can do it without thinking because you've done enough time repetition. So there's lots of things that we, junk level, we stick in. Uh, mem like memory. Uh, one of the things about our subconscious, we can actually reprogram ourselves by, by putting in a positive and do it about, say about once a day for about three or four weeks. Three or four weeks you can reprogram. One of them is to do with memory. You ever had a time that you couldn't remember somebody's name? Yes. Yes. In the group, everybody does. And then I'll say what's even more annoying is when you're talking to that person. 
and everybody laughs and stuff like that. And they're probably wondering why you're not looking too good because you're busy making faces. What's their name? I can't remember the name. I'm brain dead. I used to remember it. And you ever notice that 10 minutes after the person's gone or 3 a.m., you, ah, I remember their name. Always. <laughs> yes. Now, here's where I do a questionnaire, a question in the group is that I say, well, why does it happen? And I actually got it wrong, too. And I've never had anybody of the thousands of people in my talk ever get it right. They all say things like, oh, it's because they're relaxed now. It's easier for the subconscious to get the memory. And that's the commonest answer. In fact, it's the only answer people give. It's 100% wrong. Okay. Your subconscious works on what you tell it. Mm -hmm. When you say, I can't remember that person's name, it stops looking because okay. you've just told it to stop looking. Not intentionally, but as soon as you say, I can't remember the name, I'm brain dead, I, I used to remember, I can't remember. It's a directive. Be careful how you talk to yourself. Right. And it's just like also with uh, aches and pains and stuff like that. Now, one thing about, about aches and pains, power suggestion, one of my doctor friends, I actually work with five male medical doctors, and I think they're kind of skeptical, you'd think, but no, they know there's more to life than just the placebo effect. And some have seen me on their own sessions a couple of times. One, one sends me a type of person I'm just going to mention. You ever meet a person... Okay, I'm going to give you the title of that type of person. I'll give you the first part and the last part. You fill in the gaps. It's mm -hmm. called, it starts out with hypo and ends in chondriac. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Oh, wait a minute. There is no middle. Hypochondriac. That is the saddest thing. I had a client tell me that years ago, she would go, she was invited by three older lady friends to go and join them every day for mm -hmm. coffee at Timmy's or tea, mm -hmm. whatever. So she was all kind of like, you know, this is kind of nice to get invited. And she went, and the first day they get there, they all got their stuff, they sat down, and the other three, the older ladies, pulled out their pill trays. You know, ah. the little tray with all the things. Okay. Yeah. And they started bragging about who had the most pills to take. I she do. couldn't believe it. They were bragging about taking pills. I agree with you. And half <laughs> of those pills, yeah, and half those pills were for the side effects of the pills that they shouldn't be taking anyways. Mm -hmm. Look at the ads you hear on TV, uh, especially in the States, because by law they have to tell you about the side effects. <clears throat> Often the side effects take longer to tell you than, than the actual benefits. Makes Absolutely. you wonder why would you take it because your subconscious your subconscious is actually quite good at healing your healing it if you leave it alone so there's lots of things that we work off of so how did you say your hands were feeling my hands are much better with the pain i still have some swelling but i still there were certain things that even i was surprised during the session that came up that there's no way I would ever have known this, that it was, it was connected. Like there was something to do. There was a double thing with my hands, I think as well. But the big thing was I was in a dungeon. I remember telling you and my hands were chained up on a wall. Mm -hmm. And then I think they were torturing me too. If I remember correctly, they were hitting they, me with a hammer or something they, on my they hand. They do that. Yeah, they do that. They're nice guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real nice guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, not, they're not, they're not counselors. <laughs> There, in fact, also why libido is a is a thing. Many years ago, when I started doing this, uh, wasn't 
up on terminology and remember this client said, I need help with my libido. And I looked at her going, is that a car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I realized what it, what it is, a sex appeal is libido, yes. And why a lot of people have problems with that is almost always dungeons. Because a lot, a lot of the, the uh, little perks for these nice jailers was raping the prisoners. Mm-hmm. And some women were raped daily, sometimes two or three times. Now think of the logic. After a while, does, is sex going to be exciting for you? Never. No. And if you haven't finished that lesson, just like the aches and pains, we bring that with us. So, yes, that can also be worked on and straightened out. But one thing just to mention about dungeons, too. Remember, there's a lot, a lot of people come in with their ailment, and sometimes it's like about 20 letters long, and I, they mumble it off because they've had 10 years to learn how to pronounce it because they haven't been fixed yet. And I say, I look at them and say, speak English. Where's the pain? <laughs> okay. If it's your back, I just need to know lower, middle, or upper. I don't care which C wants. Get it, get off. Get away from me. What it is, your subcon knows where the pain is, and I just simply say, let your subcon take you back to the cause of the pain in that area. But one of the only few big words I've bothered to learn and actually spell is arthritis. <laughs> Did I tell yeah. you about that? Or fibromyalgia. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the next one. I didn't want to do two at one time here. I'll be showing showing off two big words. Now, but just real quickly on arthritis. Now, when people have arthritis, they're often the bones swell up and their fingers get gnarly and stuff. That it's not a disease. It's a condition from past life. What happened is I told you when you have a memory. But your body cells memory of a problem from the past life you didn't fix, it tightens up that area. Like your lower back, it tightens it up. And when it doesn't let it go, that's why people have a lower back problem, which is actually one of the most common ones. But anyhow, arthritis, it'll, and remember, if it doesn't tighten enough to hurt, it will actually put bones out of joint. I've had people, when they did move that part of their body, it's often crack or snap, and they go, whoa, what was that? And I say, that's good. It's realigning. It's fixing. <clears throat> but it's a snap, crackle, pop commercial yeah, from Race Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> So what happened, this one lady came in, she was about about 54, I think, and what happened was she had, her hands were really gnarly, like she couldn't, it's been six years since she'd been able to really use her hands, and of course she was diagnosed as arthritis, and taking pills from that. Did they work? No. So I said, let's add that to the list. Now, let your subcontinent now take you back to the cause. Now, I don't have to say past life, because if you're not sure, I just say cause. But when you see yourself wearing armor, the, I don't think I remember wearing armor, so it must be a past life. Anyhow, <laughs> so what happened was is that she saw herself as a female in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing is that they had a hammer, and they were breaking all her fingers, smashing. Oh. Very common thing. And the, the, it's torture. So anyhow, I said now... You see where it came from. You can let it go. Now move your hands. And like you said, the clients have got their eyes closed because it's easier to see mental pictures without being distracted by what's on the wall. And she started moving her hands, and it was like a Rice Krispie commercial. Snap, crackle, pop, achieve, and sort of, you know, head back a bit and doing this. And it was all 
about 10 seconds, you know, that doesn't take, 10 seconds does take a while. And then slowly it stopped and she kept moving her fingers. He was gone. Mm -hmm. They would realign themselves back up because they'd been held out of the joint. And all the medicine, all the different therapies, no. I had a lady come in to see me one time in a, uh, when I was on tour out Western Canada. And she had come to the talk, as I recommended. And then she was the first client the next day. Because I always stay two or three, four days to do the one-on-ones, which I get lots of. She said, one of my problems, she says, I have lower back concerns. And I said, yeah, it's very common. She said, my husband sent me. And I said, well, that's very nice of him. And she mm -hmm. said, he's a chiropractor. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at her with like, what? She said, yes. She said, he, or last year when I was in that town, he had sent one of his male clients that he couldn't fix. And apparently I fixed him. And then she, he said that he figured it was safe for her to come see me. And of course, I got rid of it. Now, chiropractor is a good trade. I had a frozen shoulder, got rid of it. But that wasn't anything to do with past life. When it's a past life thing, remember the aspirin for the headache? It's, in fact, just a little side, I get, I've worked on sessions on um, massages, massage people. And I always take the opportunity to say, have you ever had clients to come back for regular massage and they still have that same pain every time? And they go, yes, because they're a good practice, but they're not getting rid of the cause, it's just the effect. So that's a nice, so it's nice when, that, when you get a, a chiropractor that knows when it's also good to have, you no, know, they're good for keeping you loose and stuff that, and I still see them. So that was one. Now the fibromyalgia, okay, that's that's a big word I bothered to learn because so many people are, are diagnosed with having fibromyalgia. All that is is body pain. In fact, two or Two or three of my doctors that I work with, um, they're all different areas of, of um, Canada, uh, both uh, laughed and said, yeah, when we can't f you know, prove where that pain in your shoulder or your or knees, it's never the same area. Like It can be anywhere, but usually for each person, it's in one area. And they can't prove what it is. They call it fibromyalgia, so you'll feel better. You've got a title to it. I've got fibromyalgia. Do they get rid of it? Zero. Now, the percentage of fibromyalgic problems that I've cleared up for my clients, and I've worked with dozens and dozens, my percentage of clearing it up is 100%. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. Now, another thing I like to mention is migraines. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, there's two types of headaches, stress and migraines. Stress is easy to fix. Uh, again, stress and headaches, so I can tell you about that in a little bit. But migraines. Now, I ask people in a group who's ever had migraines, and it's about a third to 40% of the people put their hand up. Some have had it, and then it's gone. But basically, what it is is that migraine is not a regular type of a headache. The average is two to three days of pain. A lot of people are triggered by making it worse by daylight. It also often makes it stronger. One woman says if she smells chocolate, it gets even worse. Mm -hmm. Pardon me. But what it is, is it's 100% past life. And it's just mm -hmm. like the aches and pains. If you don't get rid of it by seeing where it came from, 
Of course you're going to have it. Some people get migraines once or twice a week. Some it's once a month. It varies a bit. But what it is is that the interesting thing is that I don't get tons of uh, referrals as I, I could because human nature, if there's a party going on next door and it's the first time they've had it and it's kind of annoying but you don't want to go and knock on their door, it could stop. But you wouldn't notice it stopping until it starts again. Mm-hmm. Common. So a lot of people, this one lady, she had emailed me one time. And she realized that she hadn't had a migraine for 18 months, mm-hmm. year and a half. And she realized that it was from my session. The only reason she thought of it, she just totally forgot because they weren't coming up, is because right. a friend of, her, friend of hers had, had, was complaining about the cost of migraine pills. Migraine mm-hmm. pills are 25 to 50 bucks each. Well, yeah. They, they have mm-hmm. gold in them. I'm sure they do. And do they fix you? No, they're just a no. numbing thing. So when I have you go, like, okay, just to make it short, um, generally, if you're going to have a migraine, you, it's mostly females will get them, not 100%. And you'll generally get them during puberty time or start in puberty time. Right. Puberty is a big change in life. Mm-hmm. More people need glasses between the age of 8 and 16 because of puberty. What it is, is that life changes. It's coming too fast. Too much too serious now. Too much responsibility. We don't always want to see it coming. Mm-hmm. As soon as you mention that, the subconscious starts of, uh, of affecting you. And some uh, hearing has also been affected by them. But anyhow, migraines. And just to explain, I have three brothers, no sisters. And my next younger brother who is actually from my soul group. He... He got migraines and started when he was 13. And right. in a nutshell, nutshell is that he had been, his some migraines started in one spot, some travel. He yeah. had, he, it turned out he had been in World War One and World War II, and, and he also loved toy soldiers. We like bringing in our, our likes and dislikes. And what happened, he got shot both times through the head, right up on the forehead, and they exited wow. the back right. And very like identical so i said to him where do your migraines start and finish and all of a sudden you can see that oh yeah shaking his head all his migraines start there and finish there that was 1996 1996 he's never had a migraine since oh my goodness the point is you still have to finish the lessons that doesn't disappear, but you don't have to bring in the aches and pains and all that stuff that your subconscious feels that it likes to duplicate. By seeing it, let it go, still got to work on the aches and pains. I've got a question for you because I know sure. you do, you go, you also do future lives as well, right? But the one thing I've got to ask you mm-hmm. about your book when you're talking about the people that, you know, have gone through things like being a serial killer or the bad guy with the mm-hmm. book. How do they let? I know they once they see it, they can let it go. But is there any residual feelings of like guilt, like the frontal lobe, you know, your brain hanging on to like, oh my God, this is who I was? Or no, what no. questions to people usually come no. in with that, that they see because you've written a book, so you've probably seen quite a bit of it, I would imagine. Thousands, yes. As I mentioned earlier, there's no ab reaction. What happens is, is that it doesn't open. As somebody said, a can of worms. What a dumb expression. But anyhow, what it is is that when you see that you were a serial killer, mm-hmm. I'm, actually I actually had 
two people have mentioned that they've always had an interest in like following serial killers activities and stuff. Now there's more curiosity, but seeing that they were one does not make them have feel bad about themselves. It doesn't, all it does is let's go because generally in those lives, they got injuries too, aches and pains or something. And that's where it came from. Like, I don't say go to a past life that you're a serial killer, unless you ask me to, you, you could ask me if you feel, and or you could or I could say go to a past life that you've felt or whatever is this that it happened to be that life or maybe it was a, maybe they hung you and go to the past life to do with why you also uh, being hung a lot of people get thyroid problems mm-hmm. in their neck obviously and that's also because not to do with hanging but because they spoke out back in the old days. Uh, being a w- called a witch also often causes uh, people to sort of wish they could help people, but they kind of feel kind of reluctant. Sure enough, they had been either you know burned or hung uh, or head chopped off as a witch. So think of the logic. Don't help people because they will kill you uh, for that. Or politicians that spoke against the king, they disappeared. So that's why you get people that thyroid problems are also poor at public speaking because that's how they got killed. So that these things do catch on. But when they see what they were, it's not, oh my God, I'm nasty, I'm terrible. Hello, we all pick to be a bad guy. You see, yeah. remember, life is not a chick flick. So yeah. it's not all happy because when you're in the soul group, you are happy. You have to come into the human form to learn lessons because in the human form, we can feel aches and pains. In the energy form, we don't feel them. Now, apparently we do that so that our group can mature and move up and go to, move on somewhere. Why? I'm not sure, but I know how it works. You do so, know it works, right? And yep. I'm, I've expressed this to you myself, and in the new year, I'm hoping to be able to work with you myself. I would love to learn how to do this to help people. And since I've experienced it myself, and I am going back for another session, folks. I am. I'm going to keep going. Um, most people don't need repeat sessions, like you said. You don't have a lot of repeat customers with 95%, but I have yeah. a big list. No, yeah, no, yeah, not for the same item. Uh, but mind you, sometimes one item is uh, like maybe you got a pain in the back and it's sort of getting better, but you had another pain maybe over about six inches and that one overlaps, so we'd have to address yeah. each one to a degree. But what happened was it's only because people have such big lists. And on a second session, we can actually cover almost three to, or twice as much as the first because of uh, you can return to that level of calm and rest very quickly. On the next session, because initially I have to work on you to help you slow down, and you can return to that quite quickly, because you haven't been barking like a dog or something since the last session. So your conscious says that's okay. We can we can slow down. I was amazed how like I like I said I have been hypnotized before numerous times. I had tapes to be able to do it for myself as a teenager, and I went much deeper on my own. Like, there was nothing, folks. And the reason why I asked you that question, I'm sure there would be people listening, wondering about the serial killer or the bad guy role. That's why I asked it. I know maybe you let it go. And it's like watching a movie. You don't experience any trauma or anything, witnessing what might have caused it in the way of death. Or It's like watching a movie, really. But the the advantage is you let go of the problem. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
there's no. the uh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to ask you another question, but go ahead. Yeah, go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All I wanted to ask you because I haven't had a chance to ask you this. I also know you work with Future Live. So what, oh, what yeah. goes on with that? Why do you do that? Like I wonder well, if listeners to hear that. Basically, if, if you see my title, it's actually called Regression and Progression. Now, people going into Future Lives is only about 1% of my clients. It's not a major thing, but it's good to put it on there. You see, the way it works is that your past life is... Um, See, life goes, past, present, and future go on all at the same time. You can blame Albert Einstein for that. Like when I say <laughs> talk to, uh, go to the back to the past life and it was 600 years ago, it's not like you're going, hello, can you hear me? It's like it's right there. And it's almost like to me, they're all around you. And yep. when you say, I need something with that, boom, he's right there. I also have learned, and very seldom, if you go into the future, it'll be like um, dec hundreds and hundreds of years away or a different, maybe even a different dimension. But it does happen. But I don't say, unless you really wanted to, but no, I can't have you go in next week to get the lottery numbers because I'd do that <laughs> myself. Nice, nice try. But... I've le I learn stuff all the time. One of the things I've learned is that you can talk to your past lives. And I've mm -hmm. only been doing that for maybe a couple of years because you just trip over things and what have you. So uh, you can talk to your past lives. And it's interesting because they're part of you, but you're not going to know what they're going to say because they were actually a separate part of your mind. It's not like I'm going to say that they're going to be, I'm, you're going to be rich and famous. No, they don't do that. But uh, I do get them to help you. So, yes, you can help and get them to help you. A lot of times, too, guilt. Um, Earth is a different type of, well, we also have lives on other planets, too. Yep. We, believe it or not, we have. But the thing is, Earth is a very, very, uh, what we call dense planet. Often yes. we try to avoid coming here, but too bad, so sad you're here. Because we drag emotions with us on this planet. The number one emotion that people drag from life to life is guilt. Guilt. I was just going to yeah. say guilt. Yeah. <laughs> because you get people you'll meet that they feel guilty about everything and they have no idea why. It's because, so I also, why talking to them, tell them to leave it behind. And they do that because when you talk to the, your past life, you're actually talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. But and we listen to ourselves better than to other people. Absolutely. Yes. The second yeah emotion that we drag with us and it's actually sort of funny is doing something stupid or being embarrassed okay now a lot of people laugh it off if you do something trip you know trip and fall but there are some people that just the end of the world they, if people watch and they just get embarrassed these are things that I teach you to leave behind there's other emotions too depression uh, that's why for example going to a uh, therapist over and over and over and over think of the logic here Okay, let's let's say, okay, fear heights. Let's say you had 100 past lives, okay? Right. If you're a betting person, what's the odds that your fear of heights started in this life? It's 100 to 1. It didn't. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're dealing in a therapy, which 99% of the time is current life, right. they'll never get to it. Mm -hmm. That is why people go to therapists over and over. For The worst thing is they get more depressed. I, what I do, it's why it's called past life therapy. You see it, you let it go. All done. And finish the lesson, but continue. What I do find amusing, though, 
is I do get people occasionally will come in and they'll say, I've got nothing wrong with me. I'm just more curious. Now, yeah. this doesn't happen very often. And I usually jokingly say, let's find out why you're so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but just kidding. But what I do find that every single person that has come in with that, within 10 minutes of talking with them, I'll have up to five items, generally mm -hmm. five, at least five items that they need to address. Because people forget what can be fixed. One guy came in cracking his knuckles. And I hate that. And it's not good for you. None of this, oh, it's airing it out. What a load of crap. What it is, is that this guy, I said, how long have you been doing that? And of course he said, what? Because they don't even notice they're doing it. Yeah. So past life, he was being tortured for information. They were cutting his fingers off. Oh, dear Lord. So by cracking his knuckles, his subconscious is letting him know that his fingers are still there. Finish the lesson, but they're still there. He stopped doing it. Another lady, actually, every time she stood up, her she said her ankles will crack just for a couple moments, you know, crack, crack, mm -hmm. and disappears all her life. And I said, well, let's check that one out. Now, this one isn't quite as, as a happy one. She was been made example, gypsy. They were uh, made her an example to keep the gypsies out of their place their town because they were not liked well is they took two horses and tied them to each end of the girl and pulled her apart. Yes. Oh, we were not, we were not nice to each other back in those days, but it broke her ankles. So when she finished the session, she stood up and she actually tried to make them crack. <laughs> she was like, what's going on? They it stopped. So these are a lot of things. And also people that can crack all parts of their body, which does happen, is because they fell down mountains and broke every bone in their body type that of thing. Me. That yes. was me. That Yeah. Now, another lady, she came in and she was clearing her throat continually. Like, <clears throat> yes. And I, <clears throat> I said, how long have you been doing that? And she said, what? I said, clearing your throat. <laughs> she says, all my life. She says, does bother her friends. Turned out the past life, she was in Pompeii. Remember the oh, big, the, the yes. volcanic and stuff that, and those people almost never died from the heat. It was from, they couldn't breathe the mm -hmm. dust and she stopped clearing her throat. So this is why I like is the look on people's faces when they move apart or it stops things that have been around for years. The longest one I've had was a lady in Australia. She came in, she was 58 since mm -hmm. she was three. She's had a pain behind her left knee. That wasn't wow. major, but if she goes for a walk, a long walk, she has to stop three or four times and sit down and rest her knee. So I said, have you done anything about it? She says, yes, they've looked at it and tons of stuff changed. Nope. What happened was I said, let your subconscious take you now to the cause of why you have a pain in your left knee. So that's very simple instructions. There's nothing fancy. There's no look in mirrors, no look at your feet or uh, all kinds of stuff people come up with, which is scares people off. What it is, is that she saw herself as a little girl three in a hospital in England in the early 1800s in a polio ward. Uh, where was the and where was the polio in her left knee? Just I above and below it. Now, because it was contagious in the old days they just had a ward in the hospital and just kept you there till you died and usually didn't take that long because of the pain they had elevated her leg up about 45 degree angle and mm. take the pain away or something what happened was she was growing so it was growing her knee was coming down 
because of the bend. Uh -huh. And there's the pain behind her left knee. Mm -hmm. She actually died at the age of three. You can actually oh. will your, you can actually will yourself if your energy if you're falling off a cliff and you're going to, you know you're going to die you our energy that comes into the body can leave we don't we don't have to wait for the splat right. but she she had died died about a couple of weeks after we that scene that we had seen turned out is that when she was three in her current life remember she had this problem since three she actually mm -hmm. died uh, her heart stopped for some reason but luckily one of the people in the house knew pass or CPR. thingy CPR. Yeah, mm -hmm. I use I use technical terms thingy, thingy. and yeah, they got her to the doc. Yeah, they got her to the doc at the hospital and everything was fine. And that's when the pain started. Is it a coincidence? Uh, died at three. Uh, uh, died three. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. So that one she and also though she always when we do chat every once in a while, she likes to thank me for helping her with her art talent. Really? Also, we also can help with our talents. Mm -hmm. When you hear people have, oh, there's a family there, but this one of them has natural talent. They can play guitar or, or play the piano and the rest of them. Well, that's not a natural talent. They've played it before because all your siblings are not from the same fling. We've all had different previous experiences. So I can help people help you improve your talents or find a talent that maybe you something to do, that kind of thing. So we can improve talents that way. My, like Mozart was playing a piano at age two, yes. watching his dad teach his older sister. Now, is that because he was clever? Oh, no. I'm sure he played piano in a previous life. So, yes. And you can actually ask that talent that your subconscious will find. I just simply say, let your subconscious take you to a past life. A talented, say, pick a talent, like, say, piano. Mm -hmm. And or maybe you can't play, but you've got a strong interest. Well, that's because you had done it. So I just simply say, let your subconscious take you back to the past life, a talent past life, to do with your interest with piano. Very simple. Mm -hmm. Because if it turned out you hadn't had one, then I'm not saying go to one for sure. Just the one if... Um, if you had even, one. Yeah. And sure enough, and you can ask them, a funniest one, and I learned this all different things. I normally, when I take them to the talent, I'll say, ask that person. Also, we can find the first name of our past lives. The first names are easy to get. Past, last names, some days are hard because in case you start checking on them. But what it is, <laughs> is that, is that uh, this woman retired, single uh, widow, said, I have nothing to do. I, said, I want to find a talent. So I said, go to a past life that has a talent that you could make use of. So that's very vague. So within moments, she's going, wow, it's daylight. It's in Italy. It's out in the big um, market area or mm -hmm. wide open area. And there's a lady in front of me, and she's got a potter's wheel. And apparently yeah. she's quite uh, famous because people are lining up to you know pick, get stuff from her. And she had the wheel going, you know, and she said, oh, I used to do that in high school. Now, I get surprised, and I love this feeling, all the time, I said, ask her to help if she would help you learn the potter's wheel. And she said, it's too late. I'm already got, she put me behind the wheel and I got my hands in. I can feel the wet clay and I'm working on it. And she yeah. started helping improve. That helped improve her that hobby too. Another thing too, I get people that think that, that only certain, don't put things on their list that you don't realize can be fixed. Tinnitus, ringing in the ear. 
vision is actually, I can work on helping people with that. Uh, power of suggestion, getting old, you're going to need glasses, is the power of suggestion. Also, getting old, your memory is going to go. These are all bullshit. Past, mm -hmm. like, power, of, power of suggestion. Now, one lady gets explaining, except, or brought this up to do with hearing. It was in Nova Scotia, and the girl was about 35. When I work live, um, as opposed to dead, yeah, as opposed to <laughs> on Skype, whatever, when I work in my office or I go on tour, uh, I do bring along a headphones, and I have a little microphone, and then I put it into a little mixer. And so this way, there's three advantages. One, if people have poor hearing, I don't have to yell, just turn it up. Two, I do have some boring music that you can hear so it helps to you know slow you down a bit and i don't I have never to... heard the music by the way no because we were on skype okay <laughs> good i thought okay am i missing something because yeah. i knew i didn't no. hear it meant to ask no. you that yeah when, when we okay. work in my office or on in tour live but anyhow gotcha. the third thing is also if there happens to be traffic or something it doesn't get in your way now this lady said when i i do a little sound check so i had the music just background and i said how's the music and she said what music? So I turned it up a bit more. Nothing. Turned it up really loud. She said, oh, it sounds good. So making a very educated guess, I looked at her and said, you have hearing concerns, don't you? And she had that look like, how did I know? Then I realized she was doing, like uh -huh. a lot of people that get hard in hearing, watch them. They will look at you. They will start reading your lips, too. So a good test is to put your hand in front of their face, <laughs> your, your yeah. face. But what happened was, I said, how long have you had the hearing concern? She mm -hmm. said since she was about 15, about 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I added that to her list. I said, let's go to the past life. That's the cause of that. Now, to make it a long story longer or shorter, is that we? what it was is she was a single or uh, only child, uh, early Canadian uh, farm, and was kind of run down a bit. And mom was screaming that there was a rat in the living room. They got in because they left the doors open. And dad had gone to get his rifle to shoot it. Now, she was in her room and she heard this commotion. She said, I came out, to, I was going to come out and see what's going on. She says, because in that life, I was extremely nosy. And then she stopped and says, I'm nosy in this life, too. <laughs> <laughs> we do bring in our traits from those, too. So she came around the corner as the dad fired the rifle. And they, they, it was so loud, it actually deafened her in the left ear and almost in the right. And so... When people see where these things come from, we can let them go. Within seconds, she said, can you turn the music down? It's too loud. <laughs> I know. Oh, I get goosebumps even thinking about it. A lot of times it takes a few minutes. She was like that, turn the music down. That's how you quick you're you? hearing You've been fixed. Mine. You've Sorry? been reading my mind because I've been waiting to tell you this. We did okay. not deal with this in my session, but I listed this as an issue. My hearing... My hearing is a lot better since our session, and we didn't even go to a – so something must have been covered in yeah. one of those past yeah. lives yeah. that I let go. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember when I said you can actually cover one area over – or one mm -hmm. thing can cover more issues, yes? Yeah. I've yeah. been waiting to tell you that because I've noticed that because, like I said, it's been for quite a few years. I drive my family nuts because it's mostly <laughs> in my right ear, and I'll, if I'm not in front of them, I've got to ask them, like, what did you say? What did you say? And and it drives them nuts. And I've been noticing lately, I haven't been doing that. And I can hear just as well in this ear always, like I used to when I was younger. So it oh. works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's lots of things. But 
But like, you know, like a, a bad one was a, a woman with, um, she was getting, what do you call them on her eyes? Uh, uh, cysts, uh, like growths, like skin tags? No, on her eyes. Um, cataracts, cataracts, yeah. Oh, cataracts, okay. Catara- cataracts. And what happened was, is that uh, she had been a witch and they had locked her up and wanted, she used to predict stuff, but they, they, they wanted to predict whether they'd win wars and that and battles. And she, because she didn't like them and because mm-hmm. they would beat her, <coughs> she wouldn't tell them. Mm-hmm. So after a while, they took a hot poker and burned her eyes out. So she couldn't okay. see the future. And okay. her eyes started improving too. So there, I got a there's question for you. Sure. a question for you now that you brought up cataracts. My oldest son was born with a cataract. Do you see people? carrying something from a past life right straight through or is this yeah. maybe something he chose as his lesson it, it can vary some people come in with it some gets triggered like you know like i had a car accident now the pain's there or i didn't have a fear of something or other but somebody scared me with it or something and they and then they blame that no it's a trigger so sometimes yes the kids are coming in with tons of allergies allergies also and uh and um what do you call it? And you can see I don't like big words. What's another one? Uh, breathing. My mind just went. Oh, asthma. Asthma. Yes. I can't. I have a hard time spelling that one. I just right. wait till they tell me I got a problem with my nose, and then I just put down <laughs> nose, nose, nose problems. Because you see, I don't need to know all these big words. Because, not like it's a big one. Because when it's gone, you won't have to remember either. But anyhow, allergies and, and asthmas—they're all past life to do anything that lasts you more than a week or two or three well three or four weeks is means you've triggered something chris what do you find causes allergies because we're seeing more and more into the innocuous things like like peanut butter and things that we've never thought before it it's it's past life i actually had a lady that worked with the other day she had a allergy to peanuts turned out Mm -hmm. she had been a black slave and with (coughs) pardon me with about to about a hundred other black slaves working in this plantation, what do you think they were picking? Peanuts, and they would torture the, all of them. And so it was a bad life to do with peanuts. So there, what comes from that is the allergy to peanuts. You can't have peanuts around because it triggers that memory of being you know, beaten and that type of stuff. A lot of it. One of the biggest interesting ones that I found. And most interesting with allergies is a lady came in. She said she had, she was allergic to everything. I don't know how she even came in, but anyhow, I've seen it before. Yeah, well, what it was is to do with cavemen. Now I've had about 40, 50 people go back as far as cavemen days because stuff does happen. What happened? Yeah, you were there. Now what happened was is that is ice. It's all your resistance. Like a lot of people don't realize is that when the Europeans came to North America. They killed about, I think it was a third, a third of all the native Indians died from smallpox yeah. because they had no allergy to it or no resistance to it, I'm sorry, yeah. and stuff. So what happened here is that she popped into a caveman day as a woman. There's about 40 of them in their in their little tribe or group. And she, they were all in, in a cave and she was the only one left alive and she was dying. What happened was is to do with the ice age. What happened was the ice was melting and stuff that was buried under the ice was coming up that had uh, bacteria and stuff. 
and the local animals would eat it, and then they would eat the animals, and they were getting, it's like getting smallpox. They had no resistance to it. That's where her allergies came, and her concern cleared up, because again, it's all triggering. And the whole thing is, when you don't know where it comes from, how do you let it go? You don't. Mm-hmm. Well, we've only got a few, well, we've got about 10 or 15 minutes left, but I'd love for you to talk about your two new books that are coming out. And right by the end of the show, I'm going to make sure everybody knows where to get a hold of you. And like I said, folks, I'm so glad I had a session before I had Chris on my show because I can attest it does work. And I'm going to tell you, I believe in past lives, but I kept thinking, I'm not, I wasn't deep enough hypnotized. There's no way this could work, but I noticed <laughs> right after there was some of the pain yeah. was gone. And yeah. I had that wet maybe two or three weeks ago and I'm still November 1st. Yeah. 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 You see, the thing is that you don't have to be deep. I don't know what we call deep. Uh, one thing, wordology drives me nuts. When people say, am I going to go under? And I say, where? Yeah. Under the table, under the chair? <laughs> Where are you going? Because under implies already that you're going to go under somebody's control. I'm under. Do you go under uh, daydreaming? Do you go under uh, sleeping? No, it's all self. So I like watching the wordology. But uh, no, you, you don't have to be deep. Sorry? We do have a question. Um, okay. One of the people here at Healing Oracle said, what do you think is what you usually see is the cause of so-called fibromyalgia? What is the cause? You know, common it's, just, it's just body, body ache. You've injured something. It's mostly mm-hmm. body ache. That's what fibromyalgia is. Body ache, body pain. It's like, uh, well, again, one lady that um, she had her, like a lot of times the fibromyalgia would just be on that person, just a certain area. Mm-hmm. But some, this one lady, it was everywhere. Sure enough, she had also fallen off a mountain and bounced down the hill and broke lots of stuff. And that's where her body came from all over. Mm-hmm. That disappeared right away. Sometimes it's just like uh, certain parts, but it's all just body aches. That's all it is mm-hmm. that they can't fix because, again, the, uh, the uh, t- stress and the headache, the aspirin mm-hmm. doesn't get rid of the stress seeing where it comes from gets rid of it cause and effect the next two books are actually i do i actually printed out my bookmark oh i like that and i got the last two on there in fact i printed it out when i had done the first three i did the first two and did a bookmark then i went and printed the next one and going i don't want to make a bookmark for every single one so i already Mm -hmm. (laughs) my graphic designer already know knew what the covers were for the rest of them so right so the next one is actually uh, life in the past lane. Uh, I can't read my book. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, that's right. History, fact, or fiction. Right. I've had over 16 clients that I've got their notes put aside that have been on the Titanic. Wow. And were involved with it. One of them actually was building and said that because of time and cost, they put in cheaper rivets, smaller rivets weren't as strong that's one of the problems and another one there's there's so most but most of them were on the thing whatever and this one guy who actually was part of the orchestra they just played until they drowned because they knew they couldn't go anywhere i have a question for you sure have you heard about she is a rock journalist her name is susan her son as a small child was having night terrors obsession with the titanic he's he's an adult now so he's lost a lot of the memory but he knew the name who he was he gave him it was james so-and-so he was the one that actually designed the ship was the architect wow and he went 
down with the ship. If you if you get a chance, look it up. It's pretty famous. But I just think that's so cool that you're talking about the Titanic. So I wondered if you'd heard about this story. No, but I do hear a lot of people that do investigate kids. See around. See why? Okay, when we turn around become about seven or eight our mm-hmm. mind changes our conscious and subconscious are together up until about seven or eight then the mm-hmm. conscious starts speeding up and maturing a bit and starts asking questions and and stuff that's when kids that have imaginary friends start losing that because they've been told that there's no such thing right. and they insist until about seven or eight and then they lose it because that's the way it happens. In fact, a lot of people are we are losing maybe uh, some benefits. When I say if you've got a child that's got an imaginary friend, don't say there's no such thing. Ask them to describe them. Right. Maybe they buried treasure back in the old days. Now you can go with their scuba <laughs> gear down to the Bahamas and go look for treasure. Talk to them because they are energies there. My wife talks to them. She sees dead people because she's a clairvoyant. I do not. But I still know or get feelings you ever, you ever think of somebody uh, one of your friends they haven't talked for a while and the next day they phone you uh i'm up to number 72 i've been counting since about two and a half months it's been happening with such frequency wow. it's mind-blowing mm-hmm. <laughs> because you pick up the same energy while sleeping uh, a quick one here or the last one is actually stuck lives because see most of our Stuck, debilitating emotions is the word I use, is to do with stuck lives. What happened was, is that our energy is so strong that we only need about 10%. Read Michael Newton's book on that. Only about 10% of our energy is needed to go into a body, which is like putting in a computer into a robot and running it. That's why we have different memories than your siblings or past lives. Now, what happened was when we die... I always take everybody through a dying, and it is not scary. If you believe in past life, you know we come back. But you'll find that it's actually quite interesting. But what happened was is our energy then leaves and goes back to the soul group to you know share the information and that kind of stuff. We don't have to. We can stay. Now, the only reason we would still stay is for a strong emotion. One of them is like, say, revenge. I'm going to kill the people that killed me. Two, am I really dead? Three, that stuck feeling. You don't know what to do. Four, I'm going to help my family, which is kind of hard to do when you're dead, hard to get a job. I've seen and, materialism. Materialism is another one. Mm-hmm. Stuck now, to the it, stuff they yeah. love, they want to leave behind. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If hey, you had four strong ones, they're affecting your main energy. Hello? You're part of the same energy, so they filter down into you. That is where you get that feeling once in a while out of the blue, like uh, you know, feel depressed and then disappears and stuff. That's because you're being affected from that those ones. And that is why therapy will not fix it. Okay. So when I'm doing a session, I always check to see if you have any stuck lives, which most do. And depending how many you got, we get rid of at least a couple of them. Like uh, sometimes you could have six or seven. Well, I don't help you get rid of all of them at the same session because it'll take another hour. But often on the second session, I say, let's take care of the rest of them. But I always have your subconscious pick the best one or two that you need. Sure enough, that stuck feeling. You ever heard of people getting that? They feel stuck. They can't seem to move forward. That's because they've got a stuck life or two or three. That's how simple this is. See that? And I help, so I help you take care of that, too. That's where a lot of the debilitating emotions come from, jealousy, rage, anger, a lot of these things that you can't seem to get rid of by pills or anything. It's because it's nothing to do with this life. 
Nothing to do with the physical body you have. You've dragged it in from a past life, stuck one. So I help you clear that up too. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what? Sorry? Great books, Chris. You've written great books because I love how you've kind of compartmentalized, you know, the stories in each book, and they're important things. Like first, when you said stuck lives, I said really, and I thought about it. How many times do you just as different name people use? Earthbound spirit, somebody that's refused to cross over for whatever reason or whatever belief system. You're absolutely right. I agree with you a hundred percent. I love that. I, I think you've got fascinating books. That's they're on my, my wish list for Christmas. I'll let my family know because I definitely want to be reading them all because I love this. I'm interested in it. I know it works because I've done it myself and I am going to be having at least one more or two. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think anybody could benefit yeah. from this. I'm surprised that you're not yes. booked years. Actually, I'm glad that you're not booked years in advance. You don't have to wait forever. Well, the main <laughs> reason why it's not as as popular as it should be is because of the word past life people that aren't sure they think it's woo 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 get a life why would five doctors use me they're not woo woo people they do know that the subconscious is very powerful that's why they come to see me but it's also why i train people now for the last seven years i've trained Groups of two to five, um, but I'll pick like a common city. Like uh, I've actually done one training in in uh, in Australia, one in Mexico, a few in Canada. But I have found that sometimes people just can't afford to take time off work or the hotel and flights and stuff like that. So as of a few months ago, in fact, I'm working. My current one is from California. Is that uh, I do it on Skype, and I still yes. get people that say. Oh, I can't do it right now. When's your next class? Do you not read? It's called one-on-one. I talk to you on Skype. You mm-hmm. ask questions. I help. I have to watch you do some sessions. I also do a session or two on you, or I actually do one on your client. This way, it's it's called practical. There's no reading and uh, holding up the book. And it's like, how many doctors do you know that you trust that they're still reading their man their medical book as they're cutting you open? Hello, right. it's all practice. So it's one-on-one, not like a group thing, because I deal with people around the world. How would you coordinate time zones to have everybody come to a lesson and a group thing? It doesn't work. It's one. In fact, it's even more personal, because when I got groups of two to five, I have to split up my time with all five or whatever. With one-on-one, it's on you. And because... Uh, time zones, I can do them at different times of the day whenever it's convenient for you, evenings or weekends. It works fine. Plus, I can do it for Mexico because they have great Skype or great uh, internet down there, too. Internet down there? Well, I told you in the new year, I said that this is something I'm highly interested in because I've always worked in energy healing and even the things that we've discussed off camera, you know you make perfect sense. Like I can work with people with balancing their chakras or auras or whatever. But like you said, it's as simple as that. Once you get to the heart of the matter, you do the work. It's not even work. You're just in relaxation. And after an hour and a half, I mean, what have you got to lose? I, these are the people I see that they've gone to a a gamut of doctors, gamut of pills and nothing's working. Nothing. Because it's the cause and effect Mm -hmm. aspirin for the headache not the cause, the stress. Like, uh, uh, I'm on a tangent there for a moment, is that uh, 
You ever go on a tangent? You forget, forget where you were. Well, we're Hello. almost out of time anyways. I almost got to have you back here, Chris. Like I said, we've talked and I could talk to you for hours, but I want people to know how to get a oh, hold of you too. Okay. I just realized what time it was. I was getting lost in this conversation. Okay. I love talking about this. I know. Oh, that's what I was going to say is that I've actually had two other radio hosts that I've done um, session or on their talks that did a sessions uh, and uh, beforehand because it makes their audience you know believes in them because they've been around a long time. It's nicer when yeah. they also tell their their audience about how their back is working fine and yeah. <clears throat> a number of things. So this way, when we do our next session, then you can also tell your people next time to get hold of me. Is my the main email I use is cl that's for Chris Lee cl at pastliferap.com. Mm -hmm. Now the RAP isn't for doing a rap because I can't stand <laughs> rap. It stands for regression and progression. It's just as I mean, right? You can also email me by doing the whole thing, which says progression. You know, because I made a second one to link to it, so it's easier to spell. So it's mm -hmm. called cl at pastlife rap.com p-a-s-t-l-i-f-e-r-a-p.com mm -hmm. give me a call and if you want to go further with it is that i could send you my video and you can watch it and make your make your decision from that you don't have to book a session right off the bat in fact mm -hmm. you can't you have to watch my video or come and go to my next talk which i won't be having because I'm going to Mexico for four months. Mexico. Yeah. I want to thank you for being here, but I also want to say to our listeners, if you're listening on replay, I want to thank everybody that joined us in the chat room tonight. And thank you for your questions and comments. Um, you guys, if you've got something going on that's longstanding, you got nothing to lose. I mean, it's not like you cost thousands of dollars to have a session. You're reasonable. He's personable. You got an hour and a half he'll spend with you, and you can get rid of something that's been bugging you for years, eons, forever. Why not give it a try is what I've got to say. <laughs> so simple, I, yes. It, absolutely. Like I said, I want to thank you so much. I'm going to have you back again too, Chris. I, maybe after a couple more sessions or once I start training, who knows, but you're going to come back, I hope, obviously, because I know my, my listeners really enjoyed uh I can tell from the comments in the chat room they really enjoyed listening to what you had to say. Cool. I also want to remind my listeners I'm going to be back tomorrow night with my PIC or partner in crime, my co-host Seraphine Hurley. We're going to be back on Trip in the Void tomorrow night right here, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you'd like to book a reading with me or I also do some type of energy healing, uh, you can get a hold of me on Facebook.com forward slash The Angel Rock. I also have two groups on there, Paranormal University as well as The Angel Rocker Tribe. I want to thank you guys all for being here tonight. This I'd uh, loved having you here send you all so much love and light and i'll see you tomorrow night and thank you again chris you're welcome Ple my pleasure honey it's our favorite time of year and i got you something to celebrate <gasps> a mcrib it's just what i wanted happy mcrib season sweetie mm, i love you i love you too mm. actually i was talking to my mcrib oh okay well uh, i'll leave you two alone Right now, enjoy a McRib meal and get another tasty McRib sandwich for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Whataburger has been making breakfast for almost 40 years. And burgers for almost 70 years. 
So making a breakfast burger with fresh 100% beef, a hand-cracked egg, bacon, cheese, hash browns, and our creamy pepper sauce seems kind of obvious, right? Of course it does. Now. Good thing there's the new limited-time breakfast burger. Served 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. at Whataburger.